It's them wise girls. It's the wise girls. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wise girls. Are the names uh-huh. Stay wise to the times is the game Relationships and money talk in the old way Oh, and if you didn't hear the name Just some wise girls Hey y'all, I'm Laura Wise And I'm K-Ray Wise Ryan And we are Dim Wise Girls Dim Wise Girls is a podcast that explores the experiences of the everyday black woman we invite you into our sister space where we explore our authentic selves and ask the questions that go beyond the cliche answers. Real sisters, spin facts, and seeking truth. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, y'all. What's up? And welcome to today's episode of Dim Wise, Wise Girls. Girls. I'm your girl, Laura Wise. And I'm K. Ray Wise Ryan. And we're going to get today's episode started. We're calling this episode The Mirror Has Two, Two faces. faces, which is me and K-Ray's personal favorite movie. But really what this episode is going to dive deep into is like this whole revenge glow up culture that is happening mm-hmm. right now. I was in Louisville and we were downtown and the si- there was this billboard on the side of a building as I walked around a corner and it said revenge travel. And I thought, why do I need to travel as revenge, but I suppose it's like you break up, and then like now I'm going on trips. Yeah, now I'm now I'm jet setting. I'm flying. I'm going to the coast. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to the exotic places. I'm in Mykonos. I'm in Bali. You know, I'm flowing. I'm glowing. Also, there's revenge body. Revenge body. Yes, definitely the revenge body. It's definitely the revenge body. It's so many forms of like coming. Regathering yourself after a breakup. Yeah, because didn't Chloe Kardashian? Like, yeah, Chloe Kardashian. And that show Revenge Body. Yeah, yeah. They they want you want to you want to glow up. You want to look good after a breakup. You want to be like, here's my body. I look great. I'm more beautiful now. Look what you're missing. As if they actually want you back. That's why they broke up with you in the first place. But, you know, you want to feel like, mm, mm, guess what? I'm getting out here again. again I don't know why again. we can. I feel like their relationships are so intimate that it's ironic that we feel like changing our external appearance is going to make the person who left us sorry. Yeah, we both, it, it be, that desire be in there, that, that thinking be in there. Because, you you know, you feel rejected, you feel guilty, you feel like, if I can just get my body together, get my skin together, get just get looking good, I can become an unstoppable force. I don't know why <laughs> we do that. I don't know why we feel that way. You said something the other day about something being a motivator. Spite. Uh. Yes, spite being a motivator. Yeah, of like it's a good. Mo- it is a. I feel like it is a good. It is a good motivator. Yeah. Uh, uh, spoiler alert! Did you watch that? Have you started watching this last season of Atlanta? No, tell me. You need to. The one. I don't want to ruin the episode. The thing about Atlanta is like you can't. You can't even tell a person like. A, what the episode is about without <laughs> like spoiling everything. We can't give the synopsis. 
we can't we can't even give the synopsis away without just ruining it. And but yeah, there was an episode about Spike being a motivator. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, yeah, Spike can be a motivator. It a can good be one. A, re- a very, a very one filled with vengeance and <laughs> <laughs> just vehemently motivating you to take back control, take back power. It, it's a false perception of control. Yeah. I think the rejection creates the spite which spurs out to the desire of control because mm-hmm. the situation got out of control. You got broken up with, you got rejected, you were you put your best foot forward and the person didn't accept it. Yeah. So now it's jolted me into this false perception of I'm going to make you pay. Yeah. True. True. I'm going to make you pay. If I can make you pay, somehow I could feel better. But... Do you feel better after? Like, really feel better after? I mean, you'll feel better because, like, yeah, I was, you know, working out, looking good, looking better. You'll feel better, but, I mean, it won't take away that the fact that it did hurt. No, that part never goes away. Yeah. Like, you can, whatever hurt is always going to hurt. Now, there'll be various levels of hurt, but it's not going to dissipate like it's not gonna like make it never not hurt it's gonna hurt always but we even said on our own podcast let's let's go back back. we said that the best revenge is looking good and moving on but see the the and moving on the looking good is like a treat for yourself (laughs) (laughs) it's a treat for yourself it's a treat for yourself for me anyway maybe because i just like looking good in general and not from a, a a vanity standpoint, but from an overall aesthetic. But I still think looking good and moving on. I, it's not that I want you to be sorry. Yeah. I want society at large to look at you like you're a fool. For, like, how Nia, Nia Long's oh, fiancé looks right yes. now. Like, you're a fool. You, 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 you fumbled the ball on Nia Long, which that's a whole other problematic It is. It is the thing, thing that, in that, itself. That if, that if you're... A beautiful woman who every man wants, who's your fantasy of all these men that someone wouldn't cheat on you. Fantasies are short term. That's how beautiful women get cheated on. A fantasy (laughs) is a short term thing. So initially you're going to feel like you'll be totally devoted to your fantasy. But Mm -hmm. the moment your fantasy becomes a real person, you know. It becomes familiar, becomes a real person. person. It becomes reality. Like, you know, reality starts. your actual reality starts to set in. You're going to go to whatever behavioral habits you had before you attained your fantasy. Mm, True. Yeah, true, shout true. out to Ludacris. I mean, hey, I very beautiful, <laughs> very beautiful woman. The f- women of men's fantasies, but I still, heterosexual I still want to be Janet Jackson, Halle Berry, Beyonce, Neil Long. I want they I all want got cheated on. No, I'm saying I want to look that good. I know, so that everybody can look at you like <laughs> you stupid, you stupid. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just that's that's my personal preference for yeah. the for the person who wronged me. I don't necessarily need vengeance. I need to be avenged. <laughs> you need to be avenged. Yeah, you need the avengers. I want to avenge myself. <laughs> I don't need revenge against you so much because, I mean, whatever you are, you are gonna be that with, when you with me and when you ain't with me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So whatever piece of you took me for granted. 
that's deeply within you in some place I can't correct. What I can do is damage control. Ooh, maybe the revenge body and the revenge travel is damage control. It is, because you don't want other you don't want the onlookers to know you're hurt. Oh. And that you've been played. That's very true. Mm Mm-hmm. So these are all like pendulum swings from the rejection and the embarrassment. It was so many things. We love the mirror has two faces. And it it is a perfect example of like the revenge you want. It's a, a more subtle one. It's not. It's very subtle because it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very subtle. Because I didn't pick up on it until recently. And you know we've watched The Mirror Has Two Faces at least 99,000 times. 99,000 times. It always sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it always sounds, it sounds like, I ain't doing nothing. I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pop me some popcorn. I'm getting a beer. And I'm going to watch The Mirror Has Two Faces. Oh, Again. The flipping of the script movie. I'm telling you, I don't know how many people have seen me watch, like, you in here watching that again? Again. 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 And you know what's so funny is people laugh at it, but anybody I get to actually watch the movie with me turns out to love it. I was getting my hair braided. My hairdresser was like, we got to watch this. Then halfway through, she was like, Oh my god! And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was, like, and she had finished my hair before the movie ended. She was like, "Get out of here!" Because now I gotta finish watching this to the end. I was like, "Told you, told you." I know, just like Chip, because when Chip was like, "Why? What is this movie with these up? Who? Barbara Streisand movie?" Now that's his whole model for life. Because he'd be like, "Oh no, they're not about to do this to me." Because the mirror has to. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you gonna like this movie because somebody comes back out on top. Okay, we do like an underdog story. We love, uh, yeah. Love everybody an loves an underdog story. Everybody loves an underdog story. Uh, uh, the mirror has two faces. Is Rocky for women? <laughs> yeah, girl. Barbara Streisand is Rocky. You, I, I feel like she has, she's perfectly encapsulated. The everyday average woman, even when you couldn't relate to her at all, you're always rooting for her. She always plays a woman who's attractive, but somehow not attractive enough to be the most beautiful woman in the room. Yeah. So it's like, it, that's so relatable to feel like, I mean, I feel like I'm attractive, but I understand that there are devastatingly beautiful women all around me so she's kind of like overlooked all the time Mm -hmm. she's in some space where she's being rejected and you really want her to win like i want want you to to get whatever you're setting out to get and i think we're everyone is their own underdog oh yeah definitely everyone is their own underdog and in your own underdog story Anytime that you fumble or get discounted, you're rooting for yourself to get back on top. And that's a lot of what this revenge body, revenge travel, revenge glow up is about. Revenge glow up, revenge. Like I said, I don't think we want vengeance. We want to be avenged. Mm. Mm -hmm. We want to be avenged. Interesting. 
Interesting. Well, let's let's give everybody an overview about what the mirror has two faces is about. Okay, because yeah, we've gotten deep. We've gotten deep. We've gotten deep, and we haven't even told y'all what it's about. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a it's just a lovely little curl up, especially in the fall. Uh, type it's, it's watch perfect. Movie. Mirror has two faces. Season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the mirror has two faces is a film starring Barbara Streisand and Jeff Bridges. This movie came out in 1996, so in the middle of the best era ever, the 90s. That's 1996. Okay. And it's about two professors. It's about Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is a professor who he's just so unraveled and disheveled and discombobulated about his sexual relationships with women beautiful women beautiful women he becomes unhinged he's he can't he can't finish his books he can't he can't work right he's just somebody who's just so broken up about beautiful women he gets really distracted he gets really distracted um and he's distraught over it and he thinks hmm you know what what would it be like if I was in a relationship with a woman that was platonic? Like, we wanted to be life companions. And what if I got with a woman who was not beautiful? Not beautiful, yeah. Because if he wasn't physically attracted to her, then it would be, there. like, the sex wouldn't be a top, it wouldn't be a, a factor. The se- but I feel like, I don't think, you know, it's ironic when I was, watch- I rewatched it for the episode, and I thought, but he wasn't necessarily distracted by the sex. I think the sex was a, a side effect of him being enthralled by beautiful women. Hmm. Because if you don't want to have sex, if you don't want to have sex without the qualifier of the woman being beautiful, do you actually want to have sex? Hmm. Because a sex addict would have sex with anyone who was willing to have sex. Okay, but that's an extreme. We're talking about a sex addict. Well, it's still an extreme. But anyone, even if someone had a sexual proclivity, like, if you truly desire sex, you just want sex. But if he only wanted sex with the condition that the woman is beautiful, was sex the ultimate distraction for him? I think so, because he talked about how sex was not it, not just it, the sex was getting in the way of the intimacy. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We're back he, on point. Yeah. He said, I couldn't, I couldn't be with a woman. I couldn't share and do all these things with a woman because... He sex, was, sex was getting in the way. Hmm. Okay. You know, it. I guess he felt like it, it capped the relationship. Like, it capped his level of attention. It capped his level of just being able to, like... Decipher. Decipher, you know, things yeah. like that. And so they decide to get married. Because uh, Rose, who's played by Barbara Streisand, she's seen as someone who is not really attractive um more but so she, frumpy more so frumpy but they act you know they always try to act like but i'd be looking at them like girl you look you look beautiful i mean just because you weren't dressing for the male gaze i mean i don't i always every time i actually I, every time i watch this i'm like everybody's hounding on her like she's so ugly yeah and i don't know she didn't feel ugly to me she just felt like you know but to herself to her yeah and she had a very hard relationship with her mother mm-hmm. who was played by Lauren Bacall. I love Lauren Bacall. The, uh, the greatest. And uh, her mother, Lauren Bacall, she has a hard relationship with her because her mother was very beautiful, very stereotypically beautiful when she was young. And uh, she, her mother never really called said she was beautiful. Exactly. Like she flat out asked her mother, 
am I beautiful? Do you think I'm beautiful? And she's like, or she asked her if she was a beautiful when she was a baby. And she's mm. like, we're talking about all babies are beautiful. You know, you know, she just keeps skirting around saying, basically just saying, I think you're beautiful. You're mm. a beautiful in, inside and out, Rose. Yes. She could, her mother just couldn't, couldn't say, say that. And uh, I really, when I watched it yesterday, I was really like honing in on that part. But, um, but yes, so Rose, she's feeling like, Oh, I'm never, I'm in my, you know, I'm getting older. I'm not going to find anybody. Here's this man who wants me. And he wants, for whatever reason, he wants me. It may not be romantic and sexual, but he wants me. And we are, we're friends. We have fun together. I can be myself around him. Why not get married and be companions? And also, it's something to say that he was what she wanted. Because... Yes. The guy was trying. The one guy was trying to date her and go out with her, but she wouldn't go out with him. Oh yeah, because she wasn't interested in him. So it wasn't just a man wants me. It was a man that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. I find attractive. I want to be with. Is interested in me. Yes. It really made her put more value on him than herself throughout their whole. Yeah. Throughout their whole relationship. Mm-hmm. True. True. So Barbara Streisand and Jeff Bridges, they get married. Um, and Rose is like, she's she's in love. She's in love. With, she's definitely in love. She's in love. And it comes to a point where she's like, you know, I want to take this to a, to a sexual to a level. level. And, and Jeff Bridges, who's Gregory in the movie, offered to, he said, you know, if, wanted to have sex sometime i'm sure with advance notice i could provide accommodate that so she gives him some advance notice like hey you know i want to get that thing and (laughs) (laughs) she's like yeah tonight Um, (laughs) and um he's like he can't do it he's like but she's like, I know he feels something. I know he's enticed by me. He is, he is, He is. He is. He almost goes in, and then they're, like, in the passion. And he's like, oh, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then Rose just feels so rejected. She's oh, like, oh, I've cried a many a time <laughs> on that scene. Oh, she feels so rejected. And... Uh, right after this happens, he Gregory's getting ready to go on a three month uh, book tour book tour in Europe, and so he goes on the book tour. Even though before he he leaves, she go back to her mama house. Now, um, mm. y'all need to know that if you don't think your girl got nowhere to go and she ain't good with her mama, trust she gonna go back to her mama house every single time. And I can tell you this as a woman who's been back to her mama house on more than one occasion. <laughs> We gonna go back to mama. Okay. First of all, I sir, ain't afraid to go back to my mama house. Sir, now. are you yelling at me in an apartment? Mm-mm. Oh no! Oh no! I'm gonna go back to my mama house. Oh, they be trying to treat you like if you left them, you'd be home. You'd be absconded from justice, sir. <laughs> my mama live. My mama been living on Sutter. <laughs> <laughs> that T.I. song. My grandmother been living on Sutter Hill for eleven for fifty years. Come see me. Come see me. Come see me. Oh, gosh. Yeah, bro. I will straight up go back to my mama's house. Mama been living in Woodlaw for 50 years. Come see me. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> Come see me. Um, Get your act together. Yeah, she goes back to her mama's house. He's upset. He's like, bro, we need to work this 
out, but he gets to go on his trip. And during that three months, mm. Barbara is like, okay. She has a moment with her mother where she was like, they're talking. Her mother kind of admits, she's like, you know, I never meant to hurt you. Uh, but I noticed that watching that yesterday, it was like, she still didn't say, Rose, you are beautiful she now. She never said it. She never said, Rose, you're beautiful now. She said, you were beautiful. You were beautiful. Because she showed her a baby picture of herself where she didn't even recognize herself. Mm-hmm. And she was, thought it was her sister. She was like, Claire, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. And she was like, that's you. And she was like, and that's when her light bulb moment happened of like, well, if this is what I used to look like, I guess I could come back from top little hood. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Because she tells her mother, she's like, you know, I never would have thought I wasn't beautiful if it wasn't for the things that you said. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and her mom's defense, she probably felt like she was trying to protect her. Like, maybe her mom was noticing things that people told her were unattractive, and she was trying to make her more aware of these things so she could correct herself. But sometimes criticism doesn't make you self-correct. It just makes you lean into yeah whatever whatever you're you're criticizing them about. So I thought it was super interesting. I did I did think about the fact that she didn't ever really tell her she was pretty at that present point. Mm-hmm. But honey, Rose starts to go through and make some improvements. Yes, Rose is like, okay, I'm gonna get in the gym. Mm. I'm going to start eating right. Oh, I'm going to put these ho-ho down and um, pick up some carrots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work this out. He gone. I ain't answering his calls. Mm-hmm. We about to get my makeup done. Mm. I'm about to lighten my hair. Mm-hmm. Honey, I don't need an eight. I need a six, and I want the red. Okay. Mm. Boom. Boom. She, she had it together. She get it together. And then Gregory comes home from Europe early because he's like, oh, my woman is not talking to me. I'm leaving her all these voicemails and she ain't hitting me back. He was real Bobby Brown out in these streets when he was new edition. He was Mr. Telephone Man. There's something wrong with Rose's line. (sighs) And he gets back to the apartment. The apartment is clean. They're sexy. 90s Kenny G. Yeah. Mm He come in, he just know he about to, and he, Rose got, you know, the candles lit, the napkins folded accordingly. Mm-hmm. He's sitting down like he is about to enjoy the old Rose when from beyond the corner, just <laughs> around it, she comes around that corner and it is like, blat out, blat out, blat out, bam. <laughs> sexy body, sexy waist, snatched, beat face. Blonde hair, just she was giving middle aged realness. Yes, and Gregory is like, Who is, who is this woman? Who is this woman? Who is this? Because this ain't my wife. This is not my wife. You, you, what did you do to your hair? I lightened it. What are you, you, you have on makeup? Well, women wear makeup from time to time. <laughs> Yes. He's like, you lost weight. You lost, well, thank you. I was like, well played, Barbara. Well played. Come on, girl. Girl. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, He is like, you just, you look different. This is not the woman I left. Oh, and he is like, he is discombobulated. She hit him hard. She said, you never looked at me anyway, so what does it matter what I look like? What's wrong with this version of me? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so she was like, you know, it makes me perfect for this relationship because now, you know. Oh, because now, now I, I don't 
because she said, I'm not in love, love with, with you, you anymore. anymore, which makes me perfect, perfect for this relationship now. But, but now I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. She valued herself more. And I think she entered into something with a person because she valued them so much. She felt like he was so attractive and so wonderful that she put a lot of her own needs to the side. And I think that's where a lot of this revenge body, revenge travel, revenge is coming from. It's... It's like you've pulled back yourself so much mm, that by mm-hmm. the time you get released from that slingshot of, you know, basically compromising who you are for what you want, baby, when we let you free off the slingshot, you just go, woo, <laughs> the other direction. The other direction. Yeah. Yeah. You get out there and you'd be like, uh, I'm traveling. I got a nice body. Uh, I got hair down to my butt. Uh, whatever, whatever they said you couldn't be, couldn't do, couldn't have. Mm-hmm. You gonna go out and you, you gonna do it. You about to old country buffet style it. You gonna have all you can do, <laughs> all you can eat buffet of this. Ah, you are gonna go out there and get it, and you go out there and you like, look, you don't want me. Somebody else do, cause that's right, cause I'm killing it. And guess what? I love myself more. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, boom, mm. bang, bing. I know. I just wish we could find some middle ground, but I guess it's the trauma and the shock of your relationship ending that just makes you lose your damn mind and be like, revenge, revenge, <laughs> revenge. <laughs> it is really like a mental. It's a real Ooh. mental breakdown that you just cannot peacefully set. Everybody was like, we're gonna. We're going to consciously uncouple. I'm like, no, y'all ain't. Somewhere behind the scenes, somebody is wiling out. Somebody wiling out. Somebody wiling out. It is literally impossible to break up and not wild out even just a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. True. I know for sure. Um, I feel like I have every boyfriend I've ever had, had not every one of them, 75%, had a problem with me and, you know, my proclivity to shop. Mm. And I feel like every breakup, I go on a shopping spree, like rough ends play. For- <laughs> no more shopping sprees. No more late night creeps. No more VIP. No more dough. We can't even kick it no more. Baby, I be out there. I be blue cantrip while he was spinning. I was in the beamer, beamer just spinning. I be out there. Be like, new outfit, new outfit, new outfit. So, yeah. Matter of fact, it's to the point where I'm like, look. You're going to have to be the one. We can't even get deep into this. I really can't do another we just broke up shopping spree amongst the other shopping sprees that I take. (laughs) No, we don't need to do this. But, yeah, I I think it's whatever you felt like you couldn't have during that time. I'm about to have it all. We going to Ryan's. We going to Golden Corral. We about to have an all-you-can-eat buffet of worst behavior or best behavior, whatever it is. If he said you was dumb, you getting every degree you can. Whatever it is, whatever it is, it just somehow propels you into feeling like I'm going to go get it. But even in, in the context of non-romantic relationships and partnership, I think it also happens if just like your peers and your surroundings are undercutting you and making you feel like you can't have something. Mm. But you just go so hard like I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it. the defiance. The defiance. The defiance of feeling like I compromised myself. I underestimated myself. I'm going to get out here and I'm going to prove y'all wrong. Baby, it just happened to me recently. In a non-relationship context, I had found something out and I was like, oh, oh, oh. 
Is that what we doing? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be right there letting you know. Hi. Hello, everyone. (laughs) How is everyone today? Hello, everyone. You thought I wouldn't be here. You thought I couldn't do this. Guess what? I'm I'm here. here. Hello. Hello. Yeah. So I think I think the mirror has two faces is definitely it encapsulates that. It encapsulates that in the perfect context of the real problem was the compromises that she made. You know what I mean? Like she entered into this thinking her it would change. I think they both entered into they it both, thinking they yeah. both would change. Yeah, they both had an element something element of the relationship that, that that relationship they thought would change because he thought that the sex would even more not be a factor the more they got into the relationship like he's like he's like it takes couples years to get where we've gotten we to get to this place where we've gotten the sharing the caring the intimacy and she thought that it would change too she thought that it we, would deepen it. it would deepen it like we would you know we've had all this connection that obviously we're going to express that connection through sex at some point. Like they Mm -hmm. each had a thing that they thought kind of in the back of their mind that they thought would change. And they both kind of lied to themselves about what they really wanted. Unrealistic expectations will slaughter your life every time. (laughs) Every time. It's just like a machete. Woo! (laughs) <laughs> comes in and cuts so Ooh. much cuts well it look down. at it look how look, I was trying to think about Insecure I, I've been needing to rewatch it um, but sometimes I get like oh y'all y'all left y'all left us and you only gave us eight episodes every season but um, <laughs> but like when Issa cheated on Lawrence yes and he finally like Got shit in the gear after they broke up. Mm, revenge glow up. Mm-hmm. You'll be sorry. You'll be sorry you left me. You'll be sorry you left me. You'll be sorry. Yeah, that was definitely a revenge glow up. Like, all that stuff you was thinking I wasn't going to do, I'm going to do. But see, but the spite. The spite was. Motiv- it motivated him. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I hate I really wish there was some other proponent that could propel you I, I into enriching and bettering yourself. But I, Spike, it be getting that job done. Bruh, I can't even really say it's not healthy. It's just like... Because something's got to push you. Something's got to push you. Something's got to push you off that ledge, man. Sometimes anger can push you. Annoyance can push you. Bruh, frustration, frustration can push you. Like, I can't even say it's not healthy. It's just one of those things where it is what it is. It's like you got to use it to your advantage. You're like, yo, this is here. I'm going to use it to push me forward. forward. Sometimes you got to get uncomfortable. You do. You got to get uncomfortable because once you get uncomfortable, you'll be willing to address the situation. Mm -hmm. Comfort is only going to make you, you know, sit deeper in on the couch. Yeah, You know, it's going to. It's going to keep you exactly where you at if you keep hitting the nail on the head the same way in comfort, but yeah. discomfort, baby, baby. Baby. It'll get you outside. It'll get you some of that act right. Mm. And mm. everybody needs some act right. Everybody needs some act right. Everybody. Ooh, you do. You do. But I think you do have to real. But I think the healthy part comes into it, like mentally and emotionally. It's like 
you have to realize when it's no longer a catalyst for you. You, you got to pull in the reins at some yeah, point. Yeah, you do. You had to realize that, yo, now it, that's just eating at you. Like, yo, you, you use it to push you, to propel you to the next level. And now you like, now you have to come back down and... It, now it has to evolve. Evolve, yes. It has to evolve. You have to heal from that. You have to see yourself in a new light. You kind of like need to get some more positive catalysts going on yeah. now. Yeah. Like you got to pick up some, once you get new information yeah. and new resources, you got to pick up new, new motivation. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay for it to propel you to get up off the couch, but once you get on the journey and you hit the pavement, like the mission's got to change or it's just going to turn into like this bitterness campaign. Yes. Bitterness. Yes. It will, it will definitely evolve into a bitterness thing. Um, if you let it be your your only. your fuel too long, your mm. only your only fuel too long. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think so. You it it's useful, but use as needed. Yes, yes. Use as needed. Mm-hmm. Use take the prescription as needed. Exactly. You can't just OD on it. Yeah, that's not good for anybody. Yeah, it's not. It's a Ooh. bad look. Ooh, girl. So much coming from the... See? We know. We be knowing. People, like... <laughs> people be thinking, like... Especially mama. She be like, why y'all watching this fluff movie all the time, over and over again? You can pull some good gems we be from pulling a little... Barbara be dropping them gems. Bruh. If you have counted yourself out or if you feel like your own personal underdog, I need you to get into these Barbara movies. Don't, don't sleep on Barbara Streisand. The Babs. Now. I mean, you need to watch Funny Girl. You need to watch The Mirror Has Two Faces. You need to watch On a Clear Day. You can see forever. Um, you can watch. Look. Let, let, let me just say, my Caucasian sisters, they love the way we were. And actually, that's not one of my favorite Barb moments. Like, it's just, it's just I don't understand why they couldn't be together. But that's <laughs> that's just like, you know, that's... I feel the same. It's like... The way we I were is definitely some white people shit. It is. It is. Because she's supposed to be like this feisty, wild woman. And she is. She's got... She's got pizzazz and she's got like this this voice and it's just like it's one of those things where it's like you're allowed you're allowed you're out there in white people's terms but in black people's terms i mean i don't i don't understand she's just she's just stating her opinion what are you talking about every time i try to watch it for the fact of the fact that it is a classic yeah I'd be watching it, literally sitting there thinking, this is some white people shit. And I can't part... Because just... she's supposed to be this complicated, passionate woman who just can't fit into the realm of this this neatly packaged man who wants this little prim and proper life. And I'd be looking like, I, uh, what? what? I, I don't understand. But anywho. Anywho. Uh, but... I mean, I, I felt her on the straightening her hair thing. She, would, she had this curly hair. She had oh, to straighten wow. it while they were together and try to, you know... <laughs> It was relatable, but it was also some white people. <laughs> I love y'all, but this is some white. But baby and funny girl, when Omar Sharif leaves her at the end, I cry like them as real people. I know. Like it's really happening. I'm right here with you, girl. And Fanny, don't leave Fanny. I know. You know, and that's where the term, if you ever hear somebody go, well, hello, gorgeous. That's from funny girl. Um, 
let's end this episode because now we're just going to go through all the Barbra Streisand I, I know. I was <laughs> I'm on IMDb getting ready to tap just because I couldn't remember any off the top of my head. Uh, Barbra Streisand. We, we, we won't go too much more into The uh, Prince of Tides is good, but I can't watch that a no, lot. No, a lot. I won't ever watch that movie again. <laughs> I watched it once, what, somewhere in the pandemic. I was like, I've never seen this movie. And I've always heard about The Prince of Time. Like, let me watch. And this Barbara's and Barbara's looking good. I was like, let me watch Barbara this was movie. Honey, that movie had me in te- tears. I didn't think that movie was going to be that deep and so so much trauma in it. I said, oh, no, I won't ever be watching this movie again. Mm, no. Because it, it went somewhere I did not think it was going to go. Oh, my God. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. I haven't seen Hello, Hello You Dolly. need to watch Hello, Dolly. I don't think... I'm like we said, we're sorry. We're going to we're gonna end our podcast episode, and then we're going to talk about Barbra Streisand movies after <laughs> this is over. We will. Because we can. We can. We can. We take can. Our, take our movie recommendations, and do watch The Mirror Has Two Faces. Yes, please do. Please yes. Do. This is a black girls who love Barbra Streisand support group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, meetings mm-hmm. are Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I. <laughs> I was going to say, someone I also love is Holly Hunter. We need to do a Holly Hunter movie. Oh, you my know, God. You, you know. You love Living Out Loud. I that love is your. That damn movie. That's your stuff, girl. Ooh, yes. Because there's some stuff we could talk about about that. Yes. There's a lot of stuff about that. There's actually a parallel between living out loud and the way Neo does all the women in his life. Neo? Yeah. Neo. Oh, well, we will figure that out. That might have to be a future episode. That might have to be a future episode. How can we make these, like, super white movies relate to black life? We are, like, experts at this. <laughs> these, like, ultimate, like, no representation movies. We'd be like, um, but I can find the relatability within this. I know. And feel some level of separatism because yeah. it's, like... It's part escapism, part yeah. you, you can relate to some of the stuff in it. And I can then... relate to this without feeling like it is actually happening to me in this moment. Yeah. It's like, it's like being a uh, people watcher. Yeah. It's people watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like I like to like, like, uh, watch like rich, rich white people problems, like Succession. That stuff be hilarious to me. Oh, my God. Indian matchmaker? Like, uh, uh I love being in it. First, I'll be like, I feel like black people need matchmakers too, but that's a whole nother episode as well. But I watch Indian Matchmaker and like, I be looking like, I was like, I feel like all of you are way too attractive and way too rich. Like, this is probably y'all problems. Like, y'all all, because y'all be telling like beautiful people that they ain't beautiful. And I'd be like, I don't understand. All y'all look good. All y'all look good. All y'all, all y'all beautiful. The men beautiful, the women beautiful. The girls I'll be telling ain't cute. Be like, but she cute. She real cute. Anyway, it's just, it is. It is like, I want the representation. I want to see everybody, but also, I can see other people's stuff, too. I really have no problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just spread the love. Just spread it around. Spread, I don't yes. want this to be my only option. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You need lots of re- representation. And I think it's coming more with all so many freaking streaming platforms. It's coming more. The representation is coming more. And that's a big relief. It a big is. big relief. And a big enjoyment. Um, but yeah, I think we can wrap this up one up because I think we've come to the conclusion that spite can be a good motivator, but you can't let it lead to bitterness. No, no. Spite that leads to bitterness is just like, 
love potion number nine. Ooh. Okay, we gotta wrap it up. <laughs> we gotta wrap it up. We, we gotta, do this all day. That's my move. We can do it all day, all day. <laughs> we can do this all day. But we love y'all for listening again. Don't forget to check out everything in our show notes. Yes, there are gonna be lots of fun tidbits in the show yes. notes on this episode. And again, we are Dim Wise Girls. We're gonna catch y'all on the flip side. Hey. Word to the wise. You can check out all of today's film and TV references, as well as where to follow Them Wise Girls on all social media platforms. In today's episode description, Them Wise Girls is a Wise One production and executive produced by Laura Wise and Catherine Wise Rhine. Our theme song was written, produced, and performed by Vibe One. Oh, and if you didn't hear the name, just Them Wise Girls. Wise Girls.